Welcome to the Behind the Mark podcast with your host, Mark Myers, the sports talk show where we talk about Georgia high school athletics, college sports, and the day's hot topics regarding sports. Today's episode is really a a very special episode for me because it is actually the first episode that I'm airing on my podcast. A little bit about the history of my podcast and how it got started. About a year ago, um, I just kind of built this passion for wanting to share to my audience and to uh, people who I interact with on a daily basis, whether it be on social media, uh, whether it be at school or just, you know, people who I know in my family. I wanted to share uh, some things that I am passionate about. Basically, everybody who knows me knows that I'm very passionate about high school athletics. I'm very passionate about uh, college sports and uh, I'm very passionate about helping kids and helping other coaches. And so I decided that one of the best ways to share this is by starting a podcast. And I wanted to start something that was unique and a little different from some of the other podcasts that are out here. You know, there are very many podcasts that are out here, but there was nothing really out here that kind of geared people toward uh, high school athletics. Um, Maybe there's one or two out there, but uh, there there aren't very many that I've come across. So I wanted to start one that kind of catered more to my audience and the people that I know. And hopefully, you know, somebody gets something out of this. Hopefully there's a coach who gets a golden nugget that helps uh, them and their program or helps them to get their first head coaching job. Uh, Maybe there's a a parent or a player out there who learns something from this podcast that helps them uh, through their journey. So this is kind of, you know, how this thing got started. Uh, A little bit about me. You know, my name is Coach Mark Myers, and obviously, like I said, I'm host of this podcast. A little bit about my history with athletics and sports. I played uh, football. I started playing football at the age of 11 years old in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, Then I moved here to Georgia um, in the eighth grade, actually, and played my one year of eighth grade ball. Uh, then moved on to high school where I played for, uh, where most of the people in Georgia know about McEachin High School. Big time powerhouse program. I played underneath a guy named Jimmy Dorsey, who was just uh, a great coach who's now in the Georgia High School Hall of Fame. And I was lucky to be on a team that relatively only lost about seven or eight games in total in my whole four years. And so. Um, From there, I went on to Georgia Southern University, where I was a part of a team that won two Division One AA or Division One FCS uh, national championships. And, you know, that really uh, taught me, you know, being in both of those programs really taught me how to win and how to win at a high level. It taught me the importance of teamwork. It taught me the importance of you know, having great coaches and just really being a student of the game. Uh, from there, I played a little bit of arena football for a couple of years. And this is kind of what made me kind of get into uh, high school coaching, because to be honest with you, uh, I realized at that level, it's a business and 
I got tired of sleeping and living out of my suitcase, to be honest with you. So um, I got into high school coaching in 2006, and I have been blessed to be a part of uh, some really, really good programs, programs such as McEachern High School, which is my alma mater. I also ended up coaching there uh, programs such as uh, Stockbridge High School and just really have had some really great mentors along the way. Guys like Kevin Whitley from Stockbridge High School, Kyle Hockman from McEachern High School, um, Andy Dorsey from Hiram High School. Uh, the list goes on and on. You know, I don't want to leave anybody out, but there are plenty of people who I looked at as mentors to me and my uh, upbringing through football. And so uh, during this journey, uh, I was blessed enough to get my first head coaching job and I was able to, you know, be a head coach for a few years and uh out of those four years, I learned a bunch about being a head football coach. Uh, I learned what to do and I learned what not to do. <laughs> some things worked out, some things didn't. Um, also, during my 15 year career, um, 10 of those seasons, I actually uh, have been a coordinator. So I've been an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. And that's very rare uh, at the high school level that you meet a coach who has coordinated on both sides of the ball before he even got his first head coaching job. And so, you know, in short, you know, that's a little bit about me and kind of my journey. Uh, I've had the opportunity to coach some really, really good uh, student athletes, guys who have went on to play at some big time programs and do some great things. And so, Now, you know, here's another chapter in my life and my career that I wanted to get started. So in today's podcast, I wanted to, you know, kind of highlight a couple of things that is going on in the world today. And hopefully we as coaches can use this uh, as a tool to actually motivate our players. So everybody knows right now, you know, we are dealing with a global crisis with the coronavirus. And what has happened is a lot of schools, well, pretty much almost all schools across the across the country have canceled classes, have canceled school for the next couple of weeks. And we have no idea when we are coming back. Uh, spring sports uh, are on hold and they don't even have any idea if they will get to finish their season. Along with that, me as a football coach, I have no idea if we're even going to be able to do spring football practice. So that's kind of a scary time and a scary moment for high school athletes and high school athletics because right now there is so much uncertainty. But the one thing that I do know is that eventually one day and hopefully sometime soon, high school athletics will resume. And we want to make sure that when that happens, we are prepared. We are prepared as coaches. We are prepared as players. And so today's topic is going to be ways to keep your players focused on next season and make sure that they are still working out. I think that is very important for us as coaches to find creative ways to keep our players focused on the season and make sure that they're still taking care of their part 
by making sure they're working out. So that way, as soon as uh, we resume or as soon as our season starts, we didn't lose, you know, four or five, six, seven weeks, however long that we are out of school. You know, we want to make sure that everything that we have been doing up to this point, uh, we don't lose that. As coaches, it is very important for us to make sure that we are holding our players accountable um, to these things. And we got to make sure we are doing our part to make sure that um, we are providing them with all the necessary resources and information to 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 keep them focused on the season and to keep them working out. Because to be honest with you, a lot of our players, they don't know. A lot of our parents, they don't know. And that's a part of our job. A part of our job is for us to uh, be a coach and a teacher and teach our players how to stay focused and be motivated and things like that. So what I have done was highlighted um, six main things that I have come up with um, a way which are ways to keep our players focused for next season and to make sure that they are still working out. Uh, By no means do I have all the answers. I don't. Um, I have learned from some really good people, just like other coaches. We all learn from some really good guys. We go on the internet and we find out some different ways and uh, to be students of the game and to find out how can we help our programs, whether we're going on the internet, whether we're lear- learning from other coaches or whether we're going to coaching clinics or whatever. Um, there are a unlimited amount of resources that we as coaches use if we want to be successful to help our players out. So here are six main ways that I have come up with to help our players to stay focused on next season. And make sure that they're still working out. Number one, put together some workouts for your players that they can do at home using the basic things that they have in their in their house. Uh, some kids, they are blessed to have a small weight set, maybe with some dumbbells, maybe with a bench or some medicine balls. Uh, if you have a player who has these items at home, then maybe, you know, you can put together uh, more of a individual workout that is tailor made for that kid and the equipment that he has. Um, I can remember as a kid, a um, little funny story. Uh, I can remember as a kid when me and my cousins used to get on punishment. Uh, we had a little dumbbell set in our room that we would go and use and work out. So what we would do is anytime we got put on punishment, uh, we would use these dumbbell sets to just work out and that was just a way for us to waste time um since we couldn't come out of our rooms because back in the days punishment um you know was a little different you know we were outdoor kids so we loved going outside so punishment for us meant staying inside the house and not being able to go out you know i know it's a little different for these kids these days because they are indoor kids so that works perfect for them so what we would do is to waste time um, while we were on punishment, we would take these dumbbells and we maybe had about uh, maybe 40, 50 pounds of weight. That was it. And we just found creative uh, exercises to do with these dumbbells. And I tell you what, by the time uh, I got to high school, me and my, my cousins, we probably 
was a little bit more like our body was a little bit more developed than the average ninth grader because we were already introduced to weights at a very young age we got introduced to weights in middle school and we would just take these dumbbells and do you know simple things like uh, arm curls uh, tricep extensions um, and you know anything that we could think of you know we would do um you know dips on the bed you know reverse dips on the bed you know all kind of stuff so these are things that you know your players can do um now i know that all players don't have you know weights at their house some players are not blessed to have those things so you're probably saying well what do the what do those players do uh there are plenty of exercises they can do without weights or any equipment believe it or not um they can use some of the basic things that they have in their house you know to even do some exercises uh, a couple of exercises just off the top um that they can do obviously you can do push-ups you don't need anything to do push-ups you don't need anything to do sit-ups you don't need anything to do planks you don't need any equipment to do russian twists or even go jogging you know i know people who are trying to practice their social distancing um during this crisis but you know we still can go jogging we still can go outdoors we just want to make sure we are not in crowded spaces um your players they can take some of the most basic items in the house such as a chair and use it to do some upright rows or um rear single leg elevated squats um there are so many exercises that you can do inside of your home using basic items like chairs and maybe a small coffee table now i'm gonna let you know something right now players <laughs> uh if you get in trouble for messing up your parents furniture uh do not come and blame me i'm not telling you to use your parents furniture i'm just telling you this as an idea you know what you can and can't do inside of your homes all right um another thing that you know your players can do they can easily uh, go outside if they have a yard and and do agility drills or go to a local park that is not very crowded and go do some running and do some agility drills some cone work and all those things that you actually do with your program already uh i think the players who are very self-motivated will go and do those things on their own if you hold them accountable to it and make sure that they are doing it all right so the next thing number two coaches use technology to your advantage all right and we live in a day and age where if you as a coach if you're not using technology um to your advantage then you are left behind because that's just the world that we live in today and some of the ways that you can use technology to your advantage um is just simply you know send make up the workouts like i said in, in number one and send them out to your players send them out through email send them out through group chats or whatever um as a head coach one of the things that i had always i had the emails of every single one of my parents um that was in our program and so whenever i want to email something out to them uh i could email it out to everybody at once um you know, most of our kids, they're already on group chats with each other. I know coaches who are on group chats with their players. 
just make up the workout and send it out to the parents and send it out to the players um, so that way they could have something to visually look at to guide them um, through these workouts. You can also use uh, apps such as Remind 101 or web services such as Google Classroom to post the daily workouts. As teachers, these are things that we already have, believed or not. Right now, I'm sitting at home and I've been told by my principal and my uh, county administrators that we are still supposed to be putting assignments on Google Classroom for our students. So why not put together a Google Classroom or some Remind 101 uh, app that you can post the workouts daily for your kids that you want them to do at home? All right. Using the basic stuff, like I said, that they may have in their house. There's so many things that they can still do at home, like I said. So use you use those as a tool to send these workouts out. All right. Next thing, make make videos and post them to your team's social media accounts. These days, almost you, you can't find a high school team that does not have a social media account that is controlled by someone in their program. So take this social media account. I right, you or one of your coaches post the exercises that you want them to do and, and demonstrate them if you want. You know, I, I saw a video on Twitter the other day where a coach was doing a workout inside of his garage using the basic stuff that you see in normal garages and most garages at home. And he was doing a workout and showing the players exactly what he wanted them to do. He wanted them to do push-ups. He wanted them to do uh, crunches. He wanted them to do planks, you know, all those things. He was doing it and he was demonstrating it to his players. All right. You know, and, you know, something that also could be a little fun that I've seen with some some of the kids, some of the kids are actually posting their own social media videos of them working out to show their coaches like, hey, coach, you know, even though we are out of school, I am still getting work done. Look at me. Um, And I think that's a that's a great thing. Not only that, as coaches take um, advantage of that and give them praise. We all know that as coaches, we got to find ways to keep our players motivated. So if we are giving them praise by going out there and doing this on their own, by commenting uh, on their videos for doing a good job and, and being motivated, uh, and, or either self, you know, either retweeting the videos, this is something that all of our players, uh, love when I, when we give them praise, so go ahead and make sure that anytime your player does something like that, go ahead and give them a little praise and 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 encourage them to continue to make these videos of themselves working out. Um, also, make sure your players are watching film on Huddle. Put together maybe a playlist of clips that you are putting notes on um, so that they can look at. And, you know, maybe during those notes, you can put down what they should have done on this play, what it should look like on this play. We already do that during the season, but I'm pretty sure we can go through our film and huddle and find plenty of clips and things that we can even still coach during the offseason. So go in there, make a playlist um, of of clips that, you know, it, it don't even have to be a lot of clips. It could just be like 10 clips you know, and put notes on there for them. Um, video conferencing, 
this is something that I started to kind of research with, you know, recently. And I had a lot of people, a lot of my friends on Facebook and social media kind of reach out to me with different um, apps that you can use to do video conferencing. Most administrators right now, this is how they're holding their meetings because they can't be at the school. So what they're doing is video conferencing. There are uh, a bunch of apps that I have found that you can do video conferencing with your players, uh, such as Zoom, Google Hangout, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet. Um, recently, I you know got a, a account on Zoom and realized that you you can have um, a video conferencing meeting with your players for up to a hundred players on Zoom for free. Many of these apps. Um, they, they, they do have a plan with costs a little bit, but some of them have plans where they are free. So on zoom, you can do up to 40 minutes of video conferencing up to a hundred people at once. All right. And it doesn't cost you a dime. You can do it for free. Use this as a tool to video conference with your players and kind of, you know, have meetings with them and talk to them, um, through, through video conferencing. Um, all of these ideas I have given you to get your workout to your players, like I said, they are free or cost very little. All right. Number three. All right. Um, this is something that pretty much almost every single player has these days, which is a personal trainer. Uh, I would not recommend doing a personal training session with a group of people though what i would do is i would get with if i have a personal trainer or i have a child who has a personal trainer i am going to try to get a session with a one-on-one -on -one session all right with just a player and the personal trainer because right now like i said we're supposed to be practicing uh, our social distancing and not being in places with large crowds so i wouldn't want my player to be at a session with you know 10 or 12 kids like some of the sessions you see what i would probably get is get a session with my personal trainer um uh, where i can be one-on-one -on -one with them um you know as coaches you know you know we we have to follow the rules of the school so we can't do personal training with our kids right now the school says all activities are shut down no no sports so therefore i can't go on campus i can't go bring my team to a park and practice or anything like that but personal trainers they kind of operate on a different set of guidelines and rules because this is their personal business all right this is their personal business so they don't have to shut down their business just because um the school said no athletic activities so maybe go ahead and see if you can't find a personal trainer if you have the money to get one and see about doing a one-on-one -on -one personal training session um so that's that's number three number four um continue to motivate your players and keep their eyes on the prize by sending out daily motivational quotes uh one of the things that i you know did when i became a head coach was i took something from almost each and every single head coach that i served under and brought it with me to my own program one of the things that i took with with me from stockbridge high school from a guy named kevin whitley who is now the defensive back coach at georgia southern um was 
you know, just having motivational quotes every week for my players and talk about it at practice. So this is something that you can do from home easily. Like I said, you know, find, you know, some sort of group chat, you know, text message your players, whatever, and send out daily motivational quotes. Put it on your um, your team's Web page. Put it on your team's social media accounts. Just send out daily motivational quotes to let them know that you are still trying to find ways to motivate them, uh, even though they can't actually do anything with athletics with the school right now. You also want to continuously emphasize your team goals to your players. Um, Every single team has team goals. Make sure you are continuously emphasizing those team goals to your players. Um, So that way they can still kind of keep their eyes on the prize and keep their eyes on why they are actually doing what they are doing. Okay. Number five, use this time to bond with your players off the field by calling them personally, texting them or whatever. And I kind of already talked about the group chat thing, but you know, this is also a great opportunity for us to get to know our players off the field. We spend so much time coaching our players on the field that I think that as coaches, we don't always take enough time to get to know our players off the field and know what their home life is always like, know what they like to do, what their interests are outside of sports. So, you know, just pick up the phone, call one or two of them a day. Um, One of the things that I used to do um, when I was uh bringing up the rising ninth graders from our middle school program to kind of make sure that you know they know what we're doing at the high school uh i used to take about five or six kids and assign them to an assistant coach so i would say assistant coach number one you have these five or six assistant coach number two you have these five or six guys and your job is to keep in touch during the spring all the way up until they get foot on campus because kids these days if you don't keep in touch with them they will leave and they will not or they would not show up to workouts so uh i would take the assistant coaches and tell them your job is to talk to and uh, make sure you're keeping in touch with these five or six kids you know kind of treat it like you are a college recruiter and you were calling these kids regularly you know at least once a week where you are building relationships with those players all right number six which is my final um my final one find out who your team leaders are and have them reach out to players on the team uh to hold them accountable as well you know i i always say that your team is made up of uh 30 percent at of your players are at the top and these are the players who are going to do you know exactly what you always ask them to do they're going to do right they're going to be at practice every day they're going to come they're going to work hard and these are more so your leaders but then you have your bottom 30 percent of players who these are the players um they're going to miss practices they're going to make excuses um they're going to you know not do what they're supposed to do off the field and then you have your middle 40 percent these are the players who can go either way they can move into the top 30 or they can move into the bottom 30 percent and what happens is you want that top 30 percent to influence 
those middle 30, 40% guys because the middle 40% guys, they're just kind of in the middle and they don't really quite know what side they want to be on yet. They just trying to figure it out, you know, and what you hope is that your culture is so strong with that top 30% that they will pull those guys who are in the middle up. And that's what you want. You want, you want to make sure that, uh, you are finding out who your team leaders are, um, to, to pull up those guys who are in the middle and hopefully pull up some of them guys from the bottom 30 uh and continue to hold those guys accountable i always tell my i used to always tell my players that um on bad teams there are no leaders on good teams the coaches lead on great teams the players lead whenever you find a team where the players are leading then they have a great chance for success in the season um in closing one of the things that uh, I think of this crisis is um, one of the things I think is going to do for coaches and athletes is we are going to see who our real leaders are on the team. All right. And who's really self-motivated to prepare themselves for their upcoming season, because we're going to find out who's willing to work and be self-motivated um, to get themselves prepared. All right, that's my time, y'all. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode of the Behind the Mark podcast. Thank you to all my listeners out there. I pray that each and every single person that's listening was able to take something from this show that would impact or change your life in some sort of way. Uh, Catch you guys next week for my next episode. Make sure you tune in. I have a very special guest that I'm going to be on the phone with. And uh, I believe that he has a message uh, for you that can help you, whether you are a coach, whether you are a player, uh, whether you are a parent. All right. Tune in next week. Goodbye.